When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Only Stupid Answers. My name is Sam Basher, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. DJ Woldridge. That's DJ, me. how are your moist little ears? I usually ask the audience, but how are yours? My moist little ears, you know, they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're okay. It's, it's harder, you know, there's less opportunities for them to get them moist in quarantine, but, you know, I do what I can. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I, uh, been a... Did things happen this week? <laughs> I'm trying. Like I did things. It's Time so, moved. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know because I've had. I think it's moving differently for everybody, but I think for me, it's one of those like I'm shocked right now that it's Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every day feels like a lifetime, but like weeks and months are going by like that. I think it kind of always feels like a perpetual Sunday when like, the week's <laughs> about to start, where it's like it's like the like it's the the lip of the roller coaster. Like you're about to go over the hump, and it's, then it's going to get crazy. But it's just it's not not there yet. It's, it's not happening. I like that like it's not sneeze, like it's about to happen. Yeah, it's not Friday night. It's not Saturday. It's Sunday just before you know you got to go to work the next day. It's always that yeah, kind of like, sense of dread. You can't like go do something too crazy because you have responsibilities. <laughs> but like I don't. That, I don't. <laughs> I don't. There Spoiler alert. I don't really. My responsibility is not to get anyone else, not to get anyone sick. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Weird Times at the El Royale, whatever <laughs> that movie was called. I didn't see it. Did you see it? Yes. Bad Times at Bad the Bad Times at El Royale. It was, it was fine. It was a perfectly fine Quentin Tarantino knockoff. Drew Goddard, right? Yes. Yeah. It was work I enjoy. By the way, I, I watched it. I watched uh, Cabin in the Woods yes. recently. Yes, uh, same. And that movie still rules. Yeah, agreed. Very good. I guess I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. It was there was still some surprises in there. I forgot some of the some of the beats. You I forgot know, some of the beats. You know what's funny is we're talking about it as if we watched it under separate circumstances, but I think we both watched it for a piece of content we did at the beginning of quarantine <laughs> that we have we, since because yeah, I think it was part of quarantine Tarantino. Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods and. Uh, Maybe it was on the uh, list. From Dust Till Dawn. Maybe. We didn't watch that one, though. Oh, I did. Oh, you did. I, I did. You I, did. Sure I, did. Did. I sure did. I sure did. didn't get to that one. But, uh, gang, uh, this is the podcast where you talk about movies. Yes. TV shows. Yes. Video games. Mm-hmm. Comic books. Yes. It's uh, harder to do the, the ping-ponging because we're not in the same room. And there's I've watched back some of our reviews when I do the intro where it's like, my name is Sam Basher, and then I bounce over to you. There's like a second of a gap to you and then i step on your line <laughs> like there's nothing we can do about it but i can hear yeah i can hear the delay oh and here's the other thing that i just discovered uh and this will be just for podcast listeners if you go back i fixed it now but if you go back to some of our earlier reviews in the quarantine i didn't realize that you, uh, the audio for those that don't the audio is always a little bit off i have to reset the audio there's always a little bit of a delay just from recording through obs or whatever but because there's a split screen with your stuff and my stuff, you are going at a different speed. Mm-hmm. So, like at the end of every video, if I don't correct that at the end of every video, you're like, and we'll see it, and I'll say bye bye. Like I'll cut you off. <laughs> and I was like, am I just cutting them off? Like what's happening? It's like no, you're. I have to. So I have to adjust the audio, and I have to do like a split screen and adjust it so you're moving at the same speed I am. It's weird. It's pretty cool. It's weird that it works that way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, we talk about all that good stuff. And today we're going to be talking about The Old Guard, a new yes. Netflix original movie from that's been a. Uh, well, I mean, they call them original movies for everything, uh, but it's really an adaptation yeah. <laughs> that is from a comic book series from hit comic book writer Greg Rucka, who who also wrote the screenplay. So sure good did. for him. Uh, got a lot of got buku bucks for that one. Let's hope. Starring uh, Charlize Theron. And we're also going to be talking about another slightly parallel movie there's some parallels between them uh palm springs the indie film hit at sundance and other film festivals that actually happened this year <laughs> there were film festivals which is crazy uh that uh stars andy sandberg and Kristen miliotti mom from how i met your mother the Spoilers. mother <laughs> the infamous mother the infamous mother that almost got her own spinoff show how i met your father mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, she and, and I'm excited to talk about both of those. But uh, before we get going, uh, there is an announcement that I uh, wanted to make. In a few weeks, I will be stepping away from Only Stupid Answers. Me, Sam. Uh, this is uh, a choice I'm, uh, I'm making. And actually, at the beginning of the year, when I approached EJ and I was looking at what I wanted this year to be, ha-ha to that. <laughs> yeah, um, right, for real. Uh, what, I, what I was looking forward to doing was stepping away from kind of all of this and by all of this i don't mean just only stupid answers but like podcasting and and the youtube stuff because i i kind of wanted a new challenge i wanted to try something else yeah um also i was ba- i was getting tired of <laughs> having to do auditions and 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 try to promote myself i was just tired yeah i was just tired and i wanted something else and so and uh, with the quarantine i'm sure this has happened to a lot of people and i and i've mentioned this before that i've had i've had struggles when it comes to my mental health and i know a lot of people right now are are having pro are having their own uh, uh, struggles when it comes yeah. to uh, the quarantine and their own mental health, but it, it, it recently got very bad, and that's all I'll say on that. Um, but uh, it, for me, it's uh, I, I just had to be honest with DJ and uh, and request that I that I step away now, um, and uh, it's sad. Then I am right now. I'm being a little bit more casual about it but as it starts as it winds down the last we're going to do one more episode and then a final episode on that will come out on august 3rd yeah um but it's gonna it's gonna be really difficult and i and i'm not and dj's been really supportive because i mean he's been aware of like my mental health when it's been bad and and good and he's always been really supportive and and i hope all you listeners really really come out and support dj because you've already been so amazing and supportive of everything that we do seriously and uh don't i hope it doesn't come across that i i don't care that uh you guys have really gone out on limbs for us and 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 support us not only with sharing but also with like monetarily like it's been really genuinely incredible what we've been able to do and, and i just hope you can keep supporting dj uh as much as you can because he deserves it and he's going to keep going and there's going to be awesome guests that are going to be coming on the show going to be talking about new stuff um yeah and i i'm gonna be doing this a couple times when i i'm gonna explain this on the next episode and the last episode we'll see what we'll do but um i'm gonna say it now that a a serious thank you to dj because you were we were talking off camera of how to approach this because we've been talking about it for about a month about a month um roughly and um you mentioned it off camera but this show has always kind of been we've tried to like make it more than what it is but it has been just two friends like shooting the shit and talking about comic book stuff so we don't have to vent that to our loved ones (laughs) and um we can shield them from that we could yeah it's like it's a pressure release (laughs) valve just gotta let that out and it's it's been fun and we've gotten to meet cool people we've gotten to do really cool things seriously cool things and meet a lot of you guys and uh i'm always going to be thankful for dj approaching me to to try this to because we didn't also didn't know what we were doing when we started and we had to evolve the show and i just i'm going to be ever grateful dj to you for for that thank you man and and you know that goes both ways i uh, i'm tremendously thankful that we got to do this um the show wouldn't exist without you in every in every form and fashion um and yeah it's tough because yeah it's it's just it's just been an excuse for for kind of two friends to hang out on the air and there will be like sam said there will be two more episodes um of of this version of the show um and uh i will continue doing it with with new guests um we're gonna try and have a new guest every week um at least through september um that's if just being honest that's when our contract with audio boom is up um and so we're going to try it out and see if this is something that you guys like to listen to and see if it's something that i like uh doing and um obviously like both sam and i care deeply about the community that's built up around this show um you guys are um, wonderful and it it makes me so happy that you all are so wonderful to each other because that's rare (laughs) that's such a rare thing um and so we want to keep supporting the community um and we'll be doing the patreon there obviously be some retooling um with that and we're gonna try it out we're gonna try it out but as sad as i am that to not be able to do this with Sam, um, I am very, su- I very supportive of 
you going out and trying new things and 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 figuring out what your next uh stage is and what you want to do next um because that's happening with a lot of my friends right now actually is, is everybody's kind of figuring out like i think it's 2020 is taking a toll on everybody and it's an opportunity to kind of rethink what you're doing, what you want to be doing. And, and so a lot of people are kind of like reevaluating what they want to be doing. And, and I'm supportive of that. Um, and yeah, just to, to echo what you said, I'm, I'm very thankful about what we've been able to do so far. I'm glad we've got two more weeks. Um, and, um, we'll see how good a job I do not getting emotional on that final episode. We'll see. We'll all be there together. We'll figure it out. I'm gonna get real emotional. Yeah. That's that. That's that's a given. I get emotional over cartoons, yeah. so I'm gonna get emotional. <laughs> uh, I think during that last episode, but um, I'll be here for two more episodes. So, yeah. and we still have reviews. We, uh, by the way, just putting this out there over at YouTube.com/slash/stupidanswers. We got all the rest of the episodes for Doom Patrol and recorded all of our reviews already. So yes. those those will come out after. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah that, there, that. there'll be at least one that comes out after your final podcast episode. And so that might be a little weird for people like, wait, he said all these goodbyes. And now there's that because well, we recorded it before and we will finish out. Um, uh, I'm going to get guests to finish out the last couple episodes of Stargirl. And then as transitioning, figuring out what to do next. This is something where you guys on the Patreon and whatever can be help us because I, I don't know what to do once once we're out of DC Universe content. That's kind of all we had. <laughs> as yeah, far I don't as like, know if there's going to be more. We yeah, don't know. Because I, I that um, I somebody just uh, tweeted Greg Weissman the other day, like how many episodes of Young Justice season four in the can? And he's like uh, zero, literally none. Um, <laughs> so like that's we don't have any of that. Uh, so I, I don't know if you guys want more reviews. If you want review, we're going to be talking about Old Garden Palm Springs today, but stuff like that. Um, if you want more deep dive stuff, I've played around with the idea of doing some, maybe some comic book, original comic book stuff. I don't know the, the we're going to have to, uh, I'm going to be on the discord talking with you all. Um, and you let us know in the comments what you would like to see, um, comments of not this, I guess, cause it's a podcast, but of the YouTube videos. Uh, yeah. And we'll, we're all in this together. And, um, just like Sam said, uh, about, continuing to listen to the show continue to support only stupid answers if, if you if you like this and you want it to keep going let me know but also continue to support sam as he goes on to his his the whatever he's doing next whatever he wants to do next um because we are we are a little we're a team we're all in this together and just because sam's not going to be recording new episodes he's still part of the team and uh so please support him on those endeavors I really appreciate it, man. No, I really pre- seriously, and it's not. I, you know, I genuinely, genuinely appreciate you. Uh, I admire you. I, I appreciate what we've been able to do together, because um, I don't know how much the audience knows. This shit is really fucking difficult. Like, it's really, it's mm-hmm. really goddamn challenging. Uh, so when when Sam's like, "Yeah, I want to explore new things," it's like, "Yeah," because this is fucking tough. It's tough. Uh, and so I, I appreciate you. I respect you. Um, and I look forward to seeing, uh, what you do next. And we're already talking like it's the last episode, but we got, we still got two more. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about some movies. We got to yeah. talk about those, but same back to you, man. And, uh, on that note, yeah, let's, let's kick it. Let's kick it into the episode. And, um, and yeah, let's talk about two new movies, mm-hmm. uh, that are out on two different streaming services. Yeah. By the way, I tried to. We also want to talk about what we're into this week, but I, yeah. I did look up like maybe going to a drive-in. Mm-hmm. But and some of their movies that they have there are not great. Yeah. I know they have some like licenses for like Jaws or Tremors or something like that. Like that would be fun yeah. to go see that. But right now it's a bunch of indie uh, like low-budget military movies or like scary movies cool. with, made with no money, and I really don't want to go watch. I don't want to pay twenty dollars a person and drive. 40 minutes to go watch that yeah drive 40 minutes to go see a movie that's going to be on shutter next week you know yeah or actually they have palm springs playing so if oh, i wanted nice. to i could just go watch palm springs well something i do i did want to discuss with you and, and we can discuss it more once we get into the movies is thinking back on it i feel like palm springs is probably a movie i i enjoyed it i might have enjoyed it more in the theaters you know what I mean? Yeah. If we'd seen it, not just at a fan, obviously it's not fair at a Fantastic Fest because there's, there's so many cool things going on at a Fantastic Fest that like, you just, it's just a, it's, it's a special experience. But even just generally, maybe this is me projecting that I just want to go back to see movies in theaters. Like just if I'd seen it in a theater, it's like, I think that would have been a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, um, but yeah, uh, before we get into that, yes. Um, let's, uh, let's dive into what we're into this week. Uh, this week, 
Uh, I think I mentioned this last week. I don't know when I brought this up. But over at the Earwolf Podcast Network, Paul F. Tompkins, great comedian, and Nicole Parker, uh, an immensely talented musician and comedian and actress, uh, did a, do a, have a show together called The Neighborhood Listen. And if I mention this again, sorry, tune out for a second. But uh, mm-hmm. I, um, it, it is a podcast where they both are playing in character improv. Uh, 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 where they read next door posts, like the strangest ones they can find. And if you guys don't use next door, uh, here's a uh, good piece of advice. Don't use it. Uh, it is not uh, uh, a fun piece of uh, uh, content. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I thought you froze for a second. You were oh, really standing still. No, I was sorry, super sorry, confused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I thought I had to stop for a second. But anyways, the next door post is a, a social media app that you can log in with your neighborhood and you can share updates like if you see like a down power line or if you have a bunch of boxes after you moved and you're like, hey, if anyone wants to come and pick this up, come and do it. But also a lot of the time the next door post is uh, just being candid, uh, scared white people taking pictures of minorities and being like, what are they doing in this neighborhood? Cool. <laughs> that that Real happens cool. Real a majority cool. of the time. But uh, there are a lot of very weird, weird posts. So they read posts from around Los Angeles, which is going to be a, a real hodgepodge of different uh, strange uh, people, characters. And uh, they they place these posts in the fictitious town of Dignity Falls. Mm-hmm. And they even, they read them, they try to solve them, and then sometimes they'll bring on the post, they'll bring on, air quote, the person who posted it or who the post is about. Uh, and it will be probably a very famous improv actor, uh, and they'll talk about... Um, and they'll they'll try to solve the problem, and I haven't laughed this hard in a minute, and it's very enjoyable. Uh, I think the first four episodes are live anywhere you can get your pod uh, your podcast. But if you uh, do like a week trial with uh, Stitcher Premium, you can get the whole two seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just delightful. Like seriously, like really, just. Re- <laughs> Just really funny, yeah. Genuinely, really funny, and I, I think one of my favorite kinds of humor is uh, improv actors pretending to be straight laced white people. <laughs> it's like the like the the suburban mom or the suburban dad. Yeah, they're not a, a couple. The uh, Nicole Parker plays a, uh, a realtor in this small town who's a very does a very good job, but also she runs community theater, and so she's always singing. She's always breaking out in the song like that kind of person. Yeah, uh, and he is a pharmacist who lives alone in a Murphy bed that is broken midway. So he sleeps on it the way Snoopy sleeps in his house. <laughs> but he's really, he's got a really positive demeanor about his life. It's very, very sad. Um, but uh, it, it is truly hilarious the way things evolve. And um, uh, there's a lot of good recurring jokes. And the it's always impressive. Like improv can be rough sometimes to watch, but yeah. uh, the, or even listen to, but what they're able to remember and do callbacks for and, and bring back around is really good. They commit yeah. to their characters. And I'm trying to think if I checked out the little burp. Apologies. That's, that's all good. good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I thought I backed up enough. The, um, the tough thing with the, with the improv uh, is, is when people are really good at it, they make something that's really challenging look effortless. And so it feels like, oh, I could do that. And it's like, mm, 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 prob- probably not. Probably not. And uh, what I uh, really good bit of the show is you can also hear the producers in the background laughing all the time. And That's something cool. That always like makes you feel good. Uh, it makes you it makes you feel a little extra special. Well, a good bit was the uh, husband to Nicole Parker uh, to Joan. His name is Doug. Is the re- the person recording it but for some reason they don't want to get distracted so he keeps moving around the house episode to episode so he's like in the wine cellar or mm-hmm. he's in the jacuzzi i love it uh they even bring on a guy who can turn water into wine and he's like hey that water you're in in the jacuzzi uh it's kind of yellowish and they don't really know why like an animal maybe got into it yeah he's like just turn it into wine mm-hmm. and it- i never thought about this does jesus turn it into red wine or white wine and he asks <laughs> I never thought about that because it'd be really less impressive if we turned water into white wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think white wine. <laughs> every time you see one of those like pictures in the Bible, it's always like red. You know what I mean? It's always red, but that's a good point. They do not specify. It probably would have been, I guess, for the area, it would have been red wine. Who's the, I mean, yeah. Uh, it probably would have been red wine, but uh, I, I never thought about that. That like, what if it was white wine and you just couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't tell like people like, hmm. <laughs> little vinegar in this water you can't really tell uh anyways 
uh, good bits. There's good bits. And one of the best parts of improv is really hard to describe to people later of what the bit was. So that <laughs> I recommend at least checking out the free version of it because I think they're going to put up every episode, which is cool. Yeah. It's cool to do that to, to advertise. Oh, no, the trash in this room is starting to appear the more I move around <laughs> in my swivel chair. Uh, also, the mic's disappearing. Uh, anyways, we're on Zoom. You can support mm-hmm. Patreon. Yeah. Before we keep going, we want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Quip. Don't you dare hit that 15 or 30 second skip button because we want to hear you. We want you to hear about a wonderful sponsor that has made this show possible. Now, I want to ask you guys, and, and DJ, I'm going to throw this to you as well. Uh, have you noticed that your morning or evening routines have changed recently? I would say, you know, just a little bit. It's hard to put my finger on why, per se, but mm-hmm. it just Couldn't feels say. like, it just yeah, there's the, there's a change in the air. <laughs> yeah, no, same. It's uh, It just feels like... Uh, it's just you know I, I just realize I'm going to sleep later, waking up earlier, and that's it's probably not good. But and that means all my routines are thrown off. But thanks to our friends over at Quip, it just gets a little easier to take care of my oral health. And there's a lot of benefits to checking out Quip. Good health starts with good habits. I think we can all agree to that. Quip makes it easy by delivering all your oral care essentials that you need to brush and floss better, like the Quip electric toothbrush that has time sonic vibrations with 30 second pulses to guide a dentist recommended two minute routine. And there's even a size down version designed for kids paired with quips anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon you get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none they don't i'm a big fan of the mint specifically that one's pretty tasty quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life an expanding string that helps to clean in between i gotta tell you i know i gave my dentist a lot of crap about flossing like i'm not gonna floss it it's good it's good and it helps make dentist visits uh, less awful (laughs) By the way, am I supposed to say that toothpaste is delicious? This is a question to the audience I'm asking. Is Am I supposed to say toothpaste is delicious? Don't eat toothpaste, but if mine is, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, you want toothpaste that tastes good. Yeah, but like, don't eat it, <laughs> I guess. But Quip brush heads, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. And shipping is free! Now, you can join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip, starting at $25. That's incredible. And if you go to getquip.com slash stupid right now, you'll get your first refill free that's your first refill free at getquip.com slash stupid that's get com slash stupid quip the good habits company start a good habit today and while you're at it brush your teeth and listen to the rest of the episode and wear a mask i know we're you're doing a lot of things, things to make but your that's important teeth too. smell good but that's you know when you have the mask on you want your breath smelling good because you're smelling your own breath I've done that, and I don't like breathing in my bad my bad breath. <laughs> Back to the show. I did want to give a shout to um, uh, one app that has been very helpful for um, like a little. It's a little kind of therapeutic. It's called Alto's Odyssey. A L T O Odyssey. Uh, Alto. It's Team Alto who makes it, and there are these. There. It's like Flappy Bird kind of, where it's these. It's these physics based games where you like you slide down a ramp, you jump, you do a flip, and then you like collect coins and you do other stuff. And it's a. It's kind of like a strategy game a little bit. Yeah. But there's a version of it called Zen Mode where uh, you can't. It won't let you like die and like reset the level. You just keep going and you listen to the music and the soundscapes. And it's built with 3D sound. So if you put on like good headphones, you can just like listen to this and just play it and like really get your mind off of whatever you're thinking about. And I've talked about mental health stuff. Like I recommend it. And it was on a list of recommended apps for, um, for relaxation and meditation. If meditation wasn't your thing, but you wanted to relax, uh, it was, uh, uh, recommended. And, uh, then, uh, the last thing I'll say is, uh, I mentioned comics. I picked up, uh, that were good. Uh, venom. Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, immortal Hulk. Always good. Um, uh empire i actually enjoyed but i don't know if i'm gonna pick up more of that yeah um and uh death metal i can't keep uh, i can't keep that shit straight (laughs) i can't figure out what the fuck's happening in that super confusing did justice society's back does that means anything i don't know i have no idea dr manhattan's there i don't know it feels very much like a kid slamming all of his hot wheels together Mm -hmm. i think you've mentioned that before yeah it's very 
very much someone playing in a playground. Yeah, it's a lot of comics have been have been like that recently. Yeah, I didn't wasn't able to go to the shop um, uh, this week, unfortunately. But speaking of Venom, uh, there was the announcement that Donny Cates is doing the event, The King in Black, which of course is um, revolving around. Wow, I just blanked on the King of the Symbiotes name. Uh, no, no, and because um, obviously he's he's been. He was primarily introduced in Venom, but um, he, he's, his mythology has been connected to Thor and, and Gore the God Butcher, the sword that he uses. And, of course, um, uh, Donny Cates has, has basically uh, seeded him in everything, like his Silver Surfer run, his Guardians of the Galaxy run, he seeded all that. What are your thoughts on uh, The King in Black? I kind of hope, like, I know that they had, like, a 50-issue run, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what they were trying to do. So maybe this is kind of starting to wind it down a little bit. Because yeah. I know Absolute Carnage was supposed to just be part of the run, but they liked the idea. The Marvel liked the idea so much because Venom's been selling really, really, really well yeah. uh, that they made it an event and they made like spinoff books and stuff like that, which overall was... Uh, it was really good. I really yeah. liked the event a lot. Uh, I'm down. Like I, I like what they're building too. Uh, seeing eddie as a father mm-hmm. is really good like i like the way he's written because he's very he's has faults yeah like he's got the things to work on and they just introduced a character unfortunately named virus mm. this was prior to mm. things yeah and they thought about i i don't know if they thought about changing it but um but hey, that's what his name is yeah uh, but he's got this like it looks like an iron man suit but it's got like duct tape and other like tubes attached to it like yeah. it looked like someone set like scavenge salvaged salvaged yeah scavenged Scavenger. or salvaged there we go yeah, yeah, yeah. scavenged like sca- salvaged <laughs> salvaged it and uh and he's riding like an old like goblin glider cool and he's got like pumpkin bombs and stuff and it's like it's you don't know who it is um but also since the maker has been a big part of the story he just popped back into the ultimate universe so the ultimate universe is going to be a big part of this venom story uh and also ultimate venom versus venom venom mm. is kind of a cool setup because it's not since it's synthetic like they're kind of like trying to figure out like what they could do with that uh, anyways the, the the pitch is really cool so far uh and i think they're doing like a i think it's venom 2099 cool. story that they're moving into something like that or it's an alternate universe i don't really know where they're at right now but so far the pit like what they've set up is really really cool that's awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I, I have not been picking up Venom, but I've enjoyed Silver Surfer and um, obviously Cosmic Ghost Rider and all that stuff. So I'm excited to see where all that leads. Uh, and I think it was I think it's a cool decision to have this villain like tied into, you know, uh, Thor mythology and and stuff with the, utilizing the Maker. Um, how, what issue are they on in Venom? Good question. Uh, they're in the twenties, I think. Right. Uh. 26 okay 26 okay uh also guardians of the galaxy was real good and jimmy olsen ended and i always laugh at that comic and it's fun but ooh, if we could we all agree we talked about this off camera it's it's a hard comic to follow sometimes no it, there's a lot, a lot of, of bits yeah, a lot of bits a lot of jumping around um but i Orca do Dio. i don't know i couldn't even remember what the fuck that what that whole story was uh it, it was interesting too because the joke was like it was porcatello jr or whatever and i'm like that's wild but then we've been on stargo we've been talking about brainwave jr it's like no that was a thing in comics there's a lot of like that the icicle jr uh brainwave jr all that crap but um yeah in lois lane just wrapped up too and i and i kind of hope we get to do Again, I just like this this use of Superman supporting characters to tell what are essentially non superhero stories. I think that's mm-hmm. pretty cool, and I hope we get to do. And that was Greg Rucka too, yeah. who worked on the, who worked Greg, on this old guard, old guard, and also it, it's worth pointing out that there's going to be. Uh, I don't think we've talked about this at all. Uh, there's going to be a tie-in show to Batman that appears to mm. bear superficial. Uh, uh, it seems superficially related to Gotham Central. It, it for me. I read the pitch as like, what if Gotham, but good? <laughs> yeah, with the HBO budget. Yeah, with the HBO budget. And um, Terrence Winter is show running, uh, and he worked on Boardwalk Empire, which is a show I enjoyed, but it's not as... I think the problem with Boardwalk Empire that, that takes a little bit of work to get into is all the characters kind of suck. You know, they're not They're very well written, but they're all like... They're not likable. It's, it's, not like, yeah. it's not like Walter White where, where he's... 100 percent the villain but he's charismatic and magnetic and the things that frustrate him you can kind of relate to so you're in there it's like 
what if that, but like none of the positive character traits? What if these people are just awful? You know what I mean? So it, it's, it takes a little bit of work to get into, but but I think Boardwalk Empire is cool. And I'll be interested to see how that show goes because it feels like there's a lot working against it. Like one, cop, cop stuff. stuff. Yeah, all the cop stuff. Two, when are you going to start filming it? Three, is it prior to the Batman? Is it during the Batman? Will the Batman show up? Are you going to blow it? Is it a- Jeffrey Wright who would be the star? Would be Is he going to be the star? Which is interesting because he played uh, uh, an antagonist in I think season four of Boardwalk Empire. So he and Terrence Winter mm. know each other, which might have been how this kind of came about, you know? I thought you were going to say he was a villain in season four of Gotham. No, like no, yeah. no, 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 no. He, he, he stayed right away from yeah. that. Which is actually, going back to World War Empire, I think one of the things it did best is that show was at its best when it had a really good villain. And I think three and four had really good villains. Uh, and was Jeffrey Charlie R- Cox a villain on that? Uh, no, he was he was one of Nucky's muscle. He was one of the um, uh, kind of like the right-hand man, the guy that would get his hands dirty. And uh, he was mm-hmm. really good in that. Um yeah, and and um, I'm blanking. Oh, oh, Bobby, kind of all played a villain in season three, and um, he was he was he was one of my favorite villains on the show because he, he was one of those people that you never quite knew what would set him off and be, becoming mm-hmm. violent. So like any interaction he was having, like he would he would get set off for like seemingly no reason. So any interaction he was having, you didn't know if it was going to end up with somebody getting killed because he just. He, so it made him a good good antagonist, which is what you need when all your protagonists are awful. You need a villain that's even worse to like. Okay, well I can root against this guy. Well, I kind of want to check that out too. I mean, I'm I'm just weighing what shows I've watched right now. <laughs> By the way, I mentioned this last time. Close enough. I rewatched it because it's only eight episodes on uh, HBO Max. So if you guys have that, close enough. It's from the creator of Regular Show, and now I've started checking out Regular Show. That show is fucking bonkers. Yes. That show is yeah, real nuts. fucking weird, but I very much enjoy it. I yeah. get why it was very popular. Yeah, um, it was it was paired with uh, Adventure Time, and you can kind of see why those two shows kind of like uh, why they uh, put them together. And close enough is it's got adult humor in it um but it's technically a cartoon network show not an adult swim show on hbo max which is kind of cool like it's uh well, sam if i don't know if, i don't know if it means that much if they're like that much of a different company yeah but um but it is like again i just mentioned it a lot it's that show uh made me laugh a lot during these uh tough times yeah and same if you're looking at stuff to watch there's always primal on hbo max there is i know that's on the list uh, and i actually I, 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 I uh, by the way, I was having trouble starting to watch The Old Guard. I did enjoy watching it, but it, mm-hmm. it took me a second to get to it. And so I started watching Primal. I'm like, don't do this because you're going to sit and you're going to watch all of Primal <laughs> right now. And you should just watch Old Guard. You should and watch Old Guard. It. You got to watch Old Guard for work. Yeah, I was, you know, uh, I, honestly, I think when we talk about what we're into, I, I kind of don't think I watched anything outside of stuff for work this week um, other than stuff that I've been watching. I will say I did watch Groundhog Day for the first time. Um, Uh so we'll get into that when we talk about Palm Springs, but maybe we should just go ahead and transition into our main stuff because you're talking about old guard. Mm -hmm. And I also had a little bit of like, I wanted to see it because I like Greg Rucka and I like Charlize Theron. Um, but it was just hard. I don't even think I picked up the comic, which is rare for me because I'll usually at least pick up the first issue to try stuff out. But I, I don't think the premise interested me that much but having watched it i did enjoy it mm-hmm. i did too i was surprised that i it has a very uh aesthetically and music wise and acting and cinematography it's got a very um early aughts action movie vibe to it yeah right like it's like a like a jason Bourne or a blade <laughs> or a early days Zach, uh not Zack snyder the other guy yeah, Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael yeah, Bay. I I agree with that. I to update it a little bit. I think it reminded me a lot of like Bloodshot, which we saw this year, but like it did, good, but better, but like a yeah. better, like just a better movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're they think the comic book adaptations need to take on that kind of energy. It's yeah. like an energy to it. It's like this uh, club pop music mixed with mm-hmm. leather, mixed with shaved head half shaved head haircuts yeah what and if, um 
the beautiful people being like, but we're the ones who are the minorities. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like, what if you had a comic book, comic book adaptation, but you took it all like really seriously and didn't have like any fun with it. Like it's just all the, cause even it also reminded me a little bit of Highlander cause similar presence of a, a, a premise of immortals and everything. But like Highlander is just fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like it's a fucking, in, in a fun, energetic way. At least that's the way I remember it. It's been a minute since I've seen it. And so I, I felt like this movie could have used some of that like fun, weird something. Like it could have used, it, it was good, but it needed a little something. You know what this feels like? It feels like an action version of like what the Da Vinci Code felt like. Like early Ron <laughs> Howard, like because um, we're in Paris a lot, like that, like European. Uh, it, it's like those nouveau European attractive people in leather. I don't know how yeah. else to describe it, but it, it feels uh, it, it's a very specific type of genre that I haven't seen for a second. And I actually enjoyed uh, that being the the take that they had for this movie. Uh, I actually didn't mind that it was super serious either. Cause the, I, I thought the premise was uh, pretty like uh, enjoyable. Like yeah. it was like, what if like you had immortal warriors, immortal soldiers forever that, but they feel the pain and they don't know if they're going to come back. I kind of like that. Like, the ambiguity there because it does it, it they constantly have stakes because yeah. the writer at any point could be like that's the now they don't come back yeah. now they don't heal um and we don't know why they do and like yeah. uh, it's just happens and we've happened to meet each other because we've been gone going all over the world because why wouldn't you mm-hmm. if you could do this um and i, I like the different circumstances so uh, andy's character has been around since like 7 bc or something like something that something like She's that yeah forever uh there are two of the guys met in the crusades one met uh, who was in Napoleon's army. Uh, we have a new person, but also some of the other characters were, um, uh, Quinn. I don't know where I, I blank where she, I'm blanking where she came from, but, uh, was like, Oh Andy's yeah. I don't think we, yeah. I don't think friend. we specifically, we knew it was, it was, uh, post Andy, Charlie Theron's character, but pre pretty much everybody else was my understanding. Cause it was, it was, she was the first one she found before anybody else. Yeah, and Lycon or Lycan, whatever you want to say it, but uh, I I read his name because I missed it when I was watching it. But um, he was the one who passed away. He yeah. was the he was the uh, other soldier who passed away um, prior to even everybody else. Like yeah. they just know that people can die because we told Charlie Theron told you that that can happen. Uh, and wow, Quinn, of course she had to have an awful way of going that she's yeah. constantly dying and reviving underwater forever in an iron maiden by the way iron maidens always look really scary and cool <laughs> especially uh, you but, dunk them in the water and you can't die in there listen yeah, that's a that's a bad that's a that's bad i'm sure she's fine i don't know how much we want to get in spoilers but i'm sure she's fine yeah i'm sure it's we're, there's yeah listen she's fine she'll we she'll walk it off she'll be fine just shake it off just shake it off. I don't, Just shake it off. But I, well, I will say, I think the big standout in this movie, I don't know about for you, Sam, other than the performances, obviously the cast is really good. Um, you know, we've got Charlize Theron and Kiki Lane who played Niall. Um, and she was great. Too. Yeah. So like many, Niall. so many really great. And I, I was a little bummed. I, I'm a big Chiwetel Ejiofor fan. I think it's from um, his time in, uh, I think it was Serenity. He plays the antagonist in Serenity. And I really like his performance there. And I felt like, I felt like he was a little wasted here. It was like, it's always cool to see him, but it's like, I thought he did a very good job every time he had to like talk about this stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. This. Yeah. And also props to the VFX department, because whenever you were looking at the photos of them from other times, like in paintings and stuff, yeah. sometimes that stuff can look wonky as hell. Yep. That stuff can it look sure real can. weird and it, but theirs actually looked really cool, but sorry, keep it, going. No, it you looked said, really good. And also the effects for their healing, which could also look really stupid and bad, looked really good. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, but the action, the action was really good. The action overall was really solid. Um, it's like John wick, but what if you had a team of them, you know what I mean? And they were all mm-hmm. like, they yeah, all what if John wick actually got shot, but he just kept going. Yeah. And he could just, he could, it wasn't that his suit was, bulletproof he could just keep going and so that was really cool it it felt like a really solid pilot and mm-hmm. um and if this was a show i would watch more of this show and, it, and i was telling you this off there it, it was a moment for me where i was like oh maybe this is why because just just this week we had an announcement for the gray man with ryan gosling and chris evans and it's supposed to be uh, directed by the russos who did uh, avengers endgame and all the all those other movies and it's supposed to be a big franchise launching da 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 whatever 
And I realized I, it was it was this moment that I realized I was this many years old when I realized that I think a reason a lot of those don't click is because they function since they're supposed to kick off a franchise they function like pilots and TV show pilots are usually pretty bad <laughs> they're not they're not very good uh, there's a few exceptions yes. but they usually they have so much work to do yeah setting the tone the visuals that set up every character and their relationships to one another and the overarching plot for season one or even the whole series like it's a lot it's a lot to handle and so i think maybe that's why these franchise starters don't go so well but it's like yeah i would tune in for the sequel to this i i would be interested especially again no spoilers but especially since the setup for the antagonist in season two almost said season two in the second movie is significantly more interesting than the, the antagonist here Deadly yeah. from uh, uh, the Harry Potter franchise. <laughs> uh, Harry's shitty stepbrother that doesn't even really speak. I don't yeah. think he really speaks. He kind of is like, mommy. No. And like then <laughs> asks for food or a treat or a toy or something. Uh, but hey, you know, it's, it's a similar thing where he, like he's uh, he like kind of slimmed down a little bit. And he's like an evil scientist doing evil shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's another thing that reminded me a lot of uh, uh, Bloodshot. It's a similar like, ooh, because of medicine or big pharma or something it's our responsibility to fucking torture these people <laughs> for eternity um yeah that that part was uh that part was a little silly he, overall he was very very silly in this yeah. movie um but i actually kind of like the plot point where i think it was cooper uh he was the um he was the frenchman he yeah. was the one who was in napoleon's army he has we i mean we'll talk like light spoilers he does betray the team at one point mm-hmm. but takes it back no, but he his whole motivation is he backsies and that's hard it's hard to do backsies yes. but um he uh I-, I liked his motivation where it's like yeah don't you want to die <laughs> i after losing all your loved ones like over and over and over and over again and just keep watching people die and you have to feel every ounce of pain that anyone inflicts on you for centuries yeah i'll be honest i'd be like yeah i would want to help yeah, I did. I, I did I my need... bit. I did my bit. I I, I want to tap out now. But also, the sm- the kinder thing to do would be to just turn yourself in, mm-hmm. so people could try to figure it out. Yeah, I did. Also, what happens if your head got cut off? Yeah, do we you don't keep talking. Do you other... regrow? Yeah, that. We, I was wondering about limbs because there's a there's a point where somebody gets hit with a grenade. We don't see it. We come in seeing the aftermath, and and people the the bad guy army people are like, he's in pieces, but he's not. So it's like, what would happen if you're limb, if you cut off a hand? Do you have to put the hand back to the stump and then it regrows? Does it grow on its own? Like, so do you, a throwback. Do you remember season one Angel? There was a guy who like psychically learned how to like make parts of his body like separate from him. Like he would make his oh, eyes shit. come out of his head and then like spy on this woman that he had a crush on. Or like the funniest, literally favorite scene of any TV show ever was Angel comes in this guy who can like make his body parts come apart is like attacking this girl and he's like hey back off get away from her and this doctor man whatever goes and his teeth come out like the chattering teeth and bite angel on the neck and he's just like a regular person so to, to kill him they they set they separate him and they take all the separable the detachable parts uh-huh. and they put them in different steel boxes and then bury in concrete because they don't know if he can die they have no idea so i guess maybe they could keep living, yeah. Or they'll, or maybe they'll sneak back together like the goo from the the T one thousand. Yep, the T one thousand. T yeah, I think yeah, T one thousand. T one thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, possibly. We do have Who's a to say. We do have a question here from um, uh, Danny about uh, the old guard. What would be a skill that you would become really good at if you were immortal, like learning a language, the the taste test? Where would you max out your points? Languages would be cool. Languages Instruments would be, cool. would be really cool because at a certain point you're gonna with music theory. If you have a good understanding of that, and also if you know how to play the piano, you could basically pick up any instrument and you have mm. some rhythm. Uh, for the most part, that's I what they always say. Yeah, same. But yeah. I mean, if you had a thousand years, you could probably work on it. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you could. Uh, but I, music musical abilities would be really cool. Also, it'd be fun to get really good at cooking with anything. Like you would just, if you can die, if you can't die, you could try some like poisonous shit. <laughs> just yeah, like yeah. see if like this is good. There's um, 
highly recommend looking this guy up. He uh, went on Ologies, that science podcast I really like. He he did the mixology episode, but he really hates mixologists. They look like those you know like those broy dudes with tattoos all over their arms. And yeah, yeah. rolled up sleeves, short sleeves, and they've got the handlebar curly mustaches. Um, he was like that, those those that those guys annoy me. But when things were opened up, you could go to his his private bar in um, Malibu, and you can go up to the bar, and it's like limited. It's not like expensive, but if you go in there, he will come over to you and ask you what you like. And he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he would come back with a drink that he thinks you would like based on like, he's like kind of sweets you like, kind of savory stuff you like. And it could be made with like cactuses, flowers. Uh, he made one with stinging nettles. Like he made a drink like it was, uh, which is kind of crazy. I didn't know you could drink with something like that. Yeah. And if you don't like it, he's like, okay, I'll come back. And then he'll make another one. And basically anyone who's gone there is like, he gets turned away like once, but then by the time he comes back, he's usually figured out exactly what you like. And I think that's kind of like a, it'd be a cool skill set to be able to cook or make drinks like that, that are like with very few resources, but are also taking the best out of what the food is and yeah. making it, you know, express itself in the right way. Language would be fun though. I always worry about like immortality and stuff like that because uh, I remember Maisie Williams' character in Doctor Who, where just she, thinking about that, she would just she, her ability to remember things does not improve. Mm-hmm. You know, so eventually, it just her brain just washes stuff out. You know, uh, and she was writing it all down, but then like there was a fire and like yeah. she lost, so she doesn't know. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. Um, yeah, I, you know, I I would say. You, I would probably want to like, is in hindsight how silly it would be. Probably, uh, I would want to like John Wick it up and like learn all the weapons. You know what I mean? That'd be uh, cool. Because if you're swords, yeah, if you're functionally immortal, swords. man, like let's let's do it. Let's go. Uh, you know, if you're functionally immortal and like you have like a healthy body, relatively, like you know, gymnastics, I would <laughs> be way braver to like learn how to do like the run up the wall and do a flip thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's gonna happen? I mean, I'm gonna like break my neck and then I'll get back up and do it again. Yeah, and and then you don't even have to worry about necessarily like if you break a bone, you don't have to worry about losing the time it takes to recover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, keep going because you've got time. You've got time to burn. Um, it's in a similar way. So interestingly, um, this week and by the way, I asked in in the chat, you know, what people would do if they got um, if they had immortality, and Kevin uh, is saying that language is easily. Uh, language is easily and it's the same thing we had repeat days um ah. so so i watched we obviously watched palm strings which the premise of that is, a, is another time loop movie um so i will I, say really quick yes trailer is not my favorite for palm not my springs? favorite trailer for palm springs mm. it's not it i don't think it does the movie justice yeah uh it, it, it felt kind of slapdash uh so if you guys watch the trailer and you're iffy give it a shot yeah give it a shot shot. i would recommend it i I enjoyed watching that movie and it's another time loop movie and and i've never seen the original time loop movie groundhog day so i watched that this week as well um obviously you know bill murray's great it's it's really fun i didn't know that he and harold ramis had a big falling out while filming it that i I didn't they didn't talk until a a couple years before harold ramis passed away um but uh i will say a, a a big thrust of the movie is Bill Murray's character's ability to manipulate women into sleeping with him using the the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that aspect, I don't think, has aged terribly well. Uh, I think, but doesn't that happen in, the, in this movie, too? It, by the way, not condoning it because it is weird. Yeah. It's like it's a weird aspect that like you know all this about a person to make them yeah. really comfortable with you. I guess uh, it's, it's I guess it's just a little bit better concealed in this movie, but the way he talks to um, Kristen Milotti's character, and you find out a little bit more about their history in the loop, does touch on that a little bit. I, yeah, it's interesting. And, and what's funny is, so the, apparently the person that wrote Groundhog Day um, uh, originally wanted to do a movie about immortality, but the cost of making like of doing the different time eras and doing all that stuff just would have been prohibitive for the the people he was able to pitch the script to. So he was like, well, what if it's you're mortal, but it's always the same day. So I don't have to worry about any of that. And what's crazy cool fix. Yeah. It's not only a cool fix, but like what other movie, the only thing I could think of, cause I was, I was researching other stuff this week was something like Dracula where you essentially created a genre but even dracula wasn't the first vampire book it just was the it was just the one there was like two others before it and then it became the one like i couldn't find and you guys can let me know if there's another one but like 
there's a whole genre now of time loop movie between Russian Doll. We had somebody mention Russian Doll in the comments. Now Palm Springs. I think there's a movie called Daybreak with I think it was Tay Diggs where he's a cop and it's a TV series and he, he lives every day. Like what was um, uh, Happy Death Day? Happy Death Day. Three Football and Soul. Yeah, like it's it's crazy to think that you your little workaround for an immortality movie created a genre, a whole genre of of type of movie that that uh, deals with different topics. But I, I think. Um, something I like about Palm, Palm Springs is that um, Andy Samberg's character, Niles, which is funny that his name is Niles and then the girl in Old Guard is Nile. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that he's already in it. And I like that y- other people can can join you. Uh, and that's hell. It, that's, that's really it, shitty. Yeah, it's, it's a really shitty thing to do. Uh, and uh, I like that they're being an antagonist. Yes. Uh, you mentioned that, but like J.K. Simmons being the antagonist one, it's always fun seeing J.K. Simmons be a dick. It's mm-hmm. always fun. And and watching him like get pleasure out of killing Andy Samberg. Also, I think it's the most serious role I've seen Andy Samberg do. Yeah. That being said, he's still funny and, you know, but he's like giving a more serious performance than like the serious episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, consistently throughout it. And I and he's depressed. Like he's funny. Yeah. And like you can clearly tell what things he's done over and over again. And also like it's depressing where we find him mm-hmm. in the movie, but it's not it's like it's kind of best case scenario, you know, like yeah. if you didn't know if you could fix this and you just had to resign yourself to what this is, like I I I think I get it. Like, you know, like what else are you supposed to do? He can't go home. He can't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, she drives all the way back to Austin, Texas and gets yep. like an extra day. And then it resets. I like that mechanic. They really explore it. I like that. They set up that Roy, it goes back to where you woke up that day. Yeah. His loop. So he was in Irvine and drove out to Palm Springs for this wedding. Uh, by the way, Tyler Hecklin, mm-hmm. of course he's going to play like a, a shithead. You can kind of see the writing on the wall of what that is, but basically immediately, because yeah. you know that she's a shithead. And, then, uh, uh, and that would be an awful day to have to relive over and over again. Like you fucked up, and now for eternity you get to live it. That is genuinely hell. Yeah, and then uh, and for him too. <laughs> uh, you know, Tyler Hecklin's obviously Superman in in Supergirl, and he's got his own show coming out. Um, and then Camila Mendez, uh, who is the bride to be, Tala, it is in Riverdale. She plays Veronica mm-hmm. in Riverdale. Um, two very attractive people, CW attractive people. So those, that's that, oh, that's yeah. a cream of the crop attractive people. Yeah. Um, also, but the, what was interesting thinking about the time loop is with both this and Groundhog Day and all that stuff. Like this week, I hurt my back, and so like, could you imagine if you got cut caught in a time loop when you had like a day that your back was hurt or something? And so every day. You're back, like you're in that situation where you can't. No wonder you drink. Like mm-hmm. uh, you need to do something to numb the pain immediately, and you have to go and find that thing every day. Yeah, uh, or it's... like w- waking up. What was it that Roy got hit by a car, and they didn't want him to go get unconscious, so they purposely kept him awake, and you can feel all the pain until he went to sleep. Yep, until or until yeah, until he went to sleep. Until the he day reset. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah, it's a tough. It's a it's a tough situation, but I I liked I liked the intro to it. I liked that with both this and Old Guard and and Groundhog Day too that they don't really get like lost in the weeds of like why how does this work? That doesn't matter. What matters is that it's happening. Also, realistically, uh, I think it was oh uh, uh, I think it was the writer for Groundhog Day when it asked like why he didn't explain it. And he's like, well, I mean that's kind of true to life. Like we don't none of us know why we're here. You know what I mean? Like, we don't really know. Like, obviously, we know the mechanics of how kids happen. But, like, we don't know why that's a thing. We don't know why we're here. So, you wouldn't know if you were immortal or if you were talking to time. Like, what are the chances you'd actually know? Yeah. I think Andy Samberg found out because he had already been there for, like, a thousand years. And Mm -hmm. he just was exploring things. He's like, oh, look at this. And then he figured it out. You know, like, or I guess he, no, he had walked in there initially. Sorry. yeah. For some reason, I thought he woke up that way. No, he walked into the cave, and that's what caused it. And we don't even know why the cave is, we don't even know what the thing is with the cave. I did, like, well, I don't want to spoil it for people. I did, like, the way they resolved all that. Um, And Mm -hmm. and it's mostly the dynamic between... Um, Kristen Milioti and Andy Samberg and their dynamic. And by the way, Kristen Milioti is really great. I haven't, I had seen her. In, turns out I've seen her in Fargo. She was in season two, but I didn't watch How to M- Meet Your Mother. Watching this, I, I texted you, like if Marvel wants to recast Jessica Jones, I actually think she'd do a really good job. She does a good job of like having a tiny person that I think 
it is formidable, a, a tiny but formidable person. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. got that energy. She's got that vibe. She uh, also does a lot of voice acting, and she had a really prominent role in like later seasons. Oh, it's still going on, so she'd still be on the show. But Adventure Brothers. Oh, cool. And she's really, <laughs> she's really funny. She does like a strong New York accent, and like she's also like plays an annoyed teenager. Cool. Uh, and so like she really embodies that, and so I can get that Jessica Jones. Um, uh the vibe yeah. based on that voice but also like what she does in this uh i like and also a fun part is the exploration of uh, of what happens with you mentioned immortality but also the time loop like he starts forgetting things maybe he chooses to forget things yeah. even if you're here for eternity maybe you still don't want to share certain like fuck ups it's like because you have maybe it's not accountability is what i'm trying to say but um you have somebody who's there that can help also will remind you not only are you reliving what that situation is, but like for her, it's where she's waking up. And, uh, but also then you'd have somebody that you'd have to live with knowing all that too. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what, I, basically I'm just, uh, I understood in this movie why they didn't tell each other, uh, the more embarrassing or darker parts of them. I yeah. get why they didn't share it. Um, I thought it was really sweet. Uh, and I thought, they both did a really good job in their performances and I, and uh, good for the lonely Island hopping onto this movie to help give it a little boost, give yeah. it a little money, give it a load of notoriety. I think that helped it uh, get out there more. Yeah. And I would that oh, favorite death scene mm-hmm. personally was Andy Samberg standing in the trash can at <laughs> JK Simmons house. <laughs> yep. No, Just like something that. really, really bleak about that. Like yep. really, truly bleak about that. But I, uh, and I also liked that scene when they go to when they go to J.K. Simmons' house and he's kind of settled in, mm-hmm. and that idea where it's he could make it a perfect day if he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You need that to was, find your Irvine. You need to find your Irvine. Yeah. By the way, shout out that was filmed in all that entire movie was filmed in my hometown. I don't nice. think they even filmed it in um, Palm Springs. They they movies are lie to us. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple of questions <laughs> in the Discord. Sea um, Waddle twenty six. Uh, what other franchise slash TV shows would you consider doing a time loop entry? For me, Fast and Furious, John Wick, and Paddington. I'd like to extend that question to to the fact that I think I don't know if we've there had to have been one other than the TV show I mentioned earlier. Like an action thing in a time loop would be interesting. Some sort of action uh, franchise in a time loop. I know that the. When this comes out, the episode, the new upcoming episode of Agents of Shield is a time loop episode nice. too. So I know some people were getting annoyed with it. It's like too many people are doing it. And I was like, no. And then that trailer came on for next the next episode of Agents of Shield, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, what would I like to see? I think action is a really good is a really good choice. Um, we have seen a horror movie, but it was a PG thirteen horror movie. Mm-hmm. So wait, I was Happy Death Day PG thirteen? Mm-hmm. Mm, missed opportunity so, yeah that's why you don't really see the blood when mm-hmm. anyone got like or if they got stabbed it was like knife close up and then you hear it yeah you hear it go into somebody uh which still great movies um did you ever see the first one yes yeah, oh, yeah. i okay. think i saw it before we wa- i think we watched it for the show or something thank god yeah uh great movie mm-hmm. uh very in the uh, oscar worthy yeah but uh, a more violent horror movie would be really cool also, a disaster movie would be cool, wouldn't it? Like, kind of yeah. in the horror genre where it was like a nuclear bomb going off, something like that. Uh, similar to that episode of The Flash where it, the, the flash times introduced and the, bomb, the nuclear bomb slowly going off. Yeah. That was a really cool idea for an episode and it was really well executed. That idea of them like not being able to escape what's, what's coming. Uh, and trying to figure it out, I think is is pretty cool. I like that. And I talked about like there hasn't been an action time with movie Live, Die, Repeat or Edge of Tomorrow, whatever that movie's called. Uh, and that movie is fucking it's, it, great. It's really cool. It's a really good movie, and we're going to get a sequel, whether it needs one or not. Uh, you, know, you know what? Uh, it's always the always cooler parts of, uh, or one of the cooler aspects of time loop movies is when people can uh, do things without thinking about it because they already know the outcome of that certain event. So, yeah. like Andy Samberg drinks something and he throws it into the trash. Um, wait, what does it say? Fun fact only one person actually died in Happy Death Day one after all was said and done. Yeah. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, at the end. Um, and uh, in, in Live, Die, Repeat, the reason I brought that up is when uh, Tom Cruise like saves Emily Blunt and he's like just shooting behind him as he's talking because yeah. he already knows where everything is. I'm trying to remember, Emily Blunt did the time loop for a while, but then it went away, right? Is that what the story was? And then he gets it. 
I don't know. I it guess might be well, worth I'm, revisiting. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to have to rewatch it. Oh, shucks. Oh, no. Uh, we also have a, a, a question here from Kevin. Um, who would your time loop buddy be? Because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Obviously, there's a challenge of bringing people in. But to solve the issue, I would probably, if we're in a Palm Springs situation, about half that wedding at some point would have been dragged in by me as we try to like, okay, guys, I, more heads to get. We can figure this out. <laughs> I would, I, I guess, uh, like in this, they fall in love, but you'd want your significant other because you're yeah. gonna get, you're gonna get sick of each other because you're there for like thousand, like a thousand years, like that's gonna happen, and you're gonna go through a lot. But you would also like, if you, that's the significant other you want to spend your life with, then you'd yeah. be willing to go and do like crazy shit. Like favorite bit is when uh, they hide the bomb in the cake, and he puts it on the crossbow and shoots it up in the yes. air, like, and they all like play characters. It's like, yeah, why? why wouldn't you do this? Yep. Like why, like why wouldn't you, you could take in any risk you wanted to because you could like, well, I, I, I like that idea. I will say they, they flirt with the idea of the multiverse a little bit. And I'm like, so what about the realities? Like when they, when they run into that truck, it's like that truck probably, that truck might've gotten an accident. And the driver might've died. What if that's an alternate reality? And now that person's like wiped out. Cause you're like just this past season of Rick and Morty. Did you watch this past season? Yeah. 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 When Morty gets the remote that like resets yep. time. Yep. Yep. All that all that shitty stuff happened. Oh my goodness. Uh final question, Maggie Whitmer, how long do you think Niles was actually in the time loop for? Because they don't say, which I think was smart. I think it's smart not to say. Because how think again, how would you know? When he is doing the dance to come in court, uh Kristen's character. Yeah. Um, Niles and I'm blanking on her name, but uh, uh Kristen's character. Um Sarah. And, and Sarah, when in there, uh, he's helping that drunk guy sit down in the chair and he's dodging people or he's dancing with them. It's such a choreographed number that I would think that that would take at least like a year to be able to master. Like mm-hmm. that wouldn't be like an afternoon, like and even different aspects where like he's eating at a random taco truck and he knows where the trash can is. No. I'm going to say at least 100 years. Probably at least a hundred years. Jeez. You know, like uh, what a maybe fifty. Maybe fifty. Yeah. I, regardless, it's bad. Yeah. He's there for a very, very, very long time. And it makes sense that he wouldn't remember the time because think about us in quarantine. It's like, what day is it? How much time has passed? Now I was on a plane this year. I can't even remember <laughs> that. Like, what are planes I, like? Well, we went to yeah. like. Um, you just mentioned like there was festivals at the beginning of the year. Like, I think the last movie. No. Damn it, the last movie we saw in theaters was Bloodshot. I like to think in my brain the last movie we saw in theaters was Invisible Man because that was a really enjoyable experience. It was. And hey, Leigh Winnell going to be doing Wolfman with Ryan Gosling. That Great. whole combo sounds really cool. Yep. And seeing Wolfman action filmed by Leigh Winnell would be, would be really, really cool. cool. So uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that that ends up being as cool as as cool as i thought uh it was didn't they joke about uh, ryan gosling being the invisible man invisible man like when we went to the thing when we were talking to him we said would did you want to stunt cast him and like never show him yeah yeah, Uh, yeah. they're like yeah Uh, but then they ended up showing him and i did like the actor they got yes but uh kevin in the comments says yeah emily blunt had the time loop but in a different battle um yeah, so that in Live, Die, Repeat, she had the time loop. That's why she was familiar with what he was going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be really convinced of what was happening, uh, which is cool. That was really cool. That movie is really good. Should we yeah, watch Tom it? Cruise did a... I, I watch. I will review it next week. I don't <laughs> think anything new is coming out. I'm fine with talking about that next week. The movie's awesome. That and Tommy Boy. Great. <laughs> Classics. Movies. Also a time loop movie, but we didn't know. <laughs> Go check it out. Black <laughs> Sheep. That's the other loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, only two loops, and then and then they were done. It was it was pretty low impact. By the way, so uh, I, it kind of feels like we're winding down a little bit. So yes. let, let's. Uh, what would you rate each of the movies? Uh, I would probably rate Palm Spring. By the way, uh, screw it. I think it's in the trailer. The dinosaur bit I thought was really cool, and I'm glad they don't explain it. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? Yeah, is it the cave? Like, what's ha- is it the their high? What is it? You know, because then you see it at the end. So whatever. Uh, I would give Palm Springs like a nine i i really enjoyed it i thought it was a good use of the premise and i thought it was really fun i would probably give old guard an eight i would give old guard an eight i like the action i I would like to see them have have exploited just add a little bit more a little more something a little more uh camp a little more uh make it a little more colorful i don't know but but I, i i enjoyed it but i think you could have done a little bit more with it 
I gave uh, Palm Springs a nine as well. Really yeah. enjoyable, uh, heartfelt. And I think that's a, a way to sell this more. Uh, having a time loop movie where people are in, multiple people are involved just makes the concept more interesting. Yeah, uh, And it, it's just fun questions you'd never thought to think about and they're answered in really unique ways. So yeah, yeah nine out of 10. Uh, Old Guard, yeah, I think eight right on the cusp. Yeah. <laughs> like like B minus. Mm-hmm. B minus. Yeah. It's a low B, but um, still enjoyable. And I think at Rotten Tomatoes, they left gave it in like an 81%. And I'm like, yeah, that that that, that feels right. that feels yeah. right. Uh, but you know what? And I, I would recommend it for like action fans. It's like, yeah. Yeah, why, why not? We're not getting any new movies soon. I know Paramount uh, scooped up the rights to the third like SpongeBob movie. So we'd get like a really high quality animated movie this year, which would be cool. But yeah. man, like, and if you're choosing between like action movies on Netflix, like for real, uh, between Extraction and Old Guard, Old Guard all the way. All and it's the also way. Charlize Theron. Yeah. You know, like she's fucking kick ass. It's like also they talked about, I don't know if you saw this, but about doing an Atomic Blonde 2 with Netflix. Yeah, um sure. and like that movie was disappointing but that action scene in the middle yep was uh, really cool was and she's good really cool yeah uh but we'll have to wait and s- <laughs> fucking wait man yeah. <laughs> we'll just fucking wait till the end of time we'll see it'll don't worry at the end, uh, december 31st at uh 11 59 p.m guess what we're in a time loop it goes right back <laughs> to the beginning of 2020 <gasps> that is the worst we gotta you need we, to take we, that back you need to take we're that back. all we're all aware yeah <laughs> we're all aware so maybe we could fix some stuff we might be able to fix some stuff hey, listen man it's the whole year maybe we, we, we keep having to redo this year until we get it right mm-hmm. oh it's bad God. but it could be better <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. uh, yeah, these these are fun movies. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Uh, thank you again to everyone. I'm going to be saying a lot of thank yous over yeah. the next couple of weeks, but uh, love you guys. Really appreciate you. And give us some suggestions for these last couple episodes, but also make sure you're supporting DJ. Make sure you're sharing this podcast with people so people can stick around, listen. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, just thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Uh, DJ, any final thoughts? Yeah, just uh, you can um, follow us anywhere podcasts are listen to. Please, you can follow me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow Sam at Sam Basher. See where he's going next and what he's up to. Support him there. Um, and again, we'll be we'll be back for um, the podcast as usual for the next couple of weeks. And then the podcast will continue beyond that for the next uh, couple months um, just to see what, what shape it takes. So stay tuned for all of that. And you can support us at patreon.com slash only stupid answers and if you're part of the discord there let me know what you like what you don't like what you'd like to see happen in the future so we can kind of all um, make this take shape together mm-hmm. so please go uh, show your support uh use your voices let dj know and until next time gang uh wear your masks yes uh, wash your hands yes eat some vegetables go outside i mean get some sun specifically mm-hmm. yeah uh and if the time loop does happen you all owe me a thousand dollars uh but uh, we'll see you guys next time bye-bye